0: I'm Carrie Brett, and you're listening to Shot at Love. Isn't it time you took a shot at love? Took a shot on yourself? Believe you are worthy of true love? Is there a more effective way to date? Can you find love? Hell yeah! And I'm going to show you how it's done. I'm Carrie Brett, and you're listening to Shot at Love. Today we have my friend Andrew D. joining us. Today's episode is titled, How to Be Romantically Contagious During the Age of Social Distancing. So we're podcasting here from Boston, and we know how to stay strong. These are unprecedented times. How do you keep that infectious humor going during these dark days? The age of social distancing reminds me of the tragic winter I spent alone in 2014 and 15. I felt like Jack Nicholson in The Shining, while three back-to-back blizzards dumped over 110 inches of snow that winter. I didn't see the top of my studio for three months. I was so isolated and lived in so much fear. I basically would have dated any guy with a shovel. As this pandemic and global emergency continues, I started to feel some fear myself driven by the anxiety of the unknown around the coronavirus, which basically brought me right back to that time in my life when I felt so alone, crippled by fear. I started to think, if you're single and you're living alone, you must at times feel pretty isolated. So today, I decided to invite my friend Andrew to discuss what's happening in the world of online dating during this national crisis. (laughs) <laughs> a little heavy,
1: Andrew. What do you think? <laughs> uh, hey, Carrie. Um, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, it's it's great to be here on uh, on kind of a quiet Sunday morning. But man, what like what a week we've all been through. I just know. thinking back in my you know what my own life has been like. Going to work on Monday. I work in finance in Boston, and you know there's a sense of like okay, we'll we'll prepare for this. And then by Wednesday, it was a little more elevated. And by Friday, given just the volatility in the financial markets, and and massive change in the administration. And then what we're seeing this weekend, it, it's a scary time for for a lot of people. And it's a, it's, it is a—it's—it an isolating time for a lot of people. So um, I mean, I'll definitely be glad to share with you my own experiences and, and kind of how I'm um, approaching it. And you know, Trying to balance the need for um, human connection, which is something that we all feel such a basic you know, desire to do. And then how do you do that in an environment where people are social distancing or in some cases, you know, not leaving their house?
0: Right. So I think, you know, this is the spring market and people wait for spring so that they can get back out there. They've been, you know, hibernating all winter. And this is a time for hope. And, you know, dating and meeting new people and finding love. And now it seems like everything's just kind of come to a standstill online. And so for my listeners who are out swiping and out dating, I, I really wanted to see what was happening and what's the advice I could give them. How to how date virtually? Are we going to be FaceTiming for dates? you know, are we going to go bird watching and stand 600 feet apart? Like, what are we going to be doing?
1: Yeah. And, and I think honestly, we're all in the same boat, right? Everyone's trying, trying to figure it out. Yeah. I Um, think,
0: I think, well, how we became friends was I had put up an invitation to a swiping soiree that I was hosting in Boston and you wrote me and you said, you know, is this open up to men yet? And I said, well, I said, why don't you come in and meet me and invest in a professional headshot, because I think it's going to make a huge difference. I admired you for reaching out to me. I could tell that you were someone that didn't know a lot about online dating. You were kind of thrown into this. Yeah. Bring the listeners back to that time.
1: I separated from my wife a year and a half ago. Been living on my own pretty much ever since. And I had reached out to Carrie because it's it's so different, you know, dating in your mid-40s versus what it was like. And we live in Boston, right? So 20 years ago, everyone in Boston would go out to bars at Faneuil Hall. you go out with your friends. Some of your college friends are married or single. and Or you go out to music events and you meet people. I mean, it's funny. Like, Carrie, I remember going out to bars like, you know, Tia's on the waterfront or other places. And you're like, hey, man, did you get her number? Did you get her number and it's like you know that then you had to wait like a day or two to call and then you would you would call and now it's just it's so different right yeah and it's funny the first thing you know i've met a lot of women at at, at bars and the first thing they do is ask for your instagram right because they want to kind of check you out on instagram And they like you they dm you and if if not they don't um so the rules are totally different so the you know for me Getting back in the dating world, the first part was like, I don't even really know how to navigate this. And that's when I had reached out to you and was like, hey, I'm really kind of not sure what to do, but I know you know something about this. The other thing I noticed just starting to go on profiles and as a photographer, um, how we present ourselves is unlimited in terms of the way it can be done. Um, and everyone has a phone, right? And everyone thinks, oh, I'll just take like the bathroom, you know, the, the bathroom saf- uh, selfie or the, um, or the sitting in my car selfie with my kids in the back seat. And I'm looking at a lot of people's photos and I'm like, look, I don't even know these people, but I know that is not the best photo that they can put forward to attract what they're looking for. Right. And that's probably why I'd reached out to you because I was like... There's a disconnect. Yeah. And how do, you, how do you convey a sense of your authentic self and who you are as a person and what your interests are. And you have to do it instantly. You get, in a lot of cases, you get one shot because people are looking at your headshot and not scrolling through necessarily. And how do you make it stand out, but also representative of who you are or who you want to become or make it, make yourself an interesting enough person that it shows the dynamic range of who you are as a person and put yourself out there. And for a lot of people, a lot of people don't know how to do that. And a lot of people are scared to do that. Right. right. Cause it's like, you know, they're, putting yourself out there is scary. It's it's like taking a leap. And I feel like that's where you and I connected. And that's what led me, that's what led us to, to work together um, with the portrait session we did. And that actually had a pretty significant impact. We just elevated your brand. Oh, you just, I mean, it was, for me, it was like, you know, so going through the process of separation and now divorce, and I'm, I'm like 98% divorced. I just signed my separation agreement last, last week. And we have a court date coming up um, next week if the courts are open. And, you know, that obviously has its own emotional challenges. But I think the process of dating in your 40s is a process of, like, recreation, self-discovery, and then having the courage and the faith and the strength to put yourself out there. But it's also creating the space to figure out, like, who do I want to be? I can be anyone I want. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to quit my day job and all of a sudden, you know, you know, turn my life upside down, but it's it's an opportunity to be like, how do you want to present yourself? How do you define yourself? And I feel like that's what you and I were able to do. Cause when I came down here, so much of photography for me, is about connection and you and I connected on a bunch of different levels. We know a lot of the same people, but um, we both have a background in media and we both been, have been through, have been through a lot. And so I think what, what doing the headshots for me did was an opportunity to just kind of put my best foot forward you know pictures i think the best portraits are revealing in some way i think that's what you help bring out in me is a sense of like you know okay present myself as who i am show your personality coming through show something unique about you and show something different than just like a guy holding a striper on on his boat or like the bathroom selfie at the gym or the car selfie that like those are so cliche and I know those don't represent who people are. So you have to think about, I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be crazy, but you have to think about like, how do I stand out in that first photograph or enough to encourage people to continue to swipe through and then reach out to you.
0: Right. So when you first came to me, you sent me all these photographs that you had put up online and you're an athlete, you know, you've run marathons. And every, every photograph that you sent me, it was just, like, so intense, you know? Yeah. I just felt like yeah. this is, you know, sport Billy here. And right, if right. I want to, you know, just do, like, two yoga classes a week or something, I f- if I was looking at you, I would be like, this guy's a little too... He's extreme sport. He's the extreme yeah. sport guy. Yeah, right. And, you know, so you kind of... You have a lot of interest, which is wonderful, but, you know... You had the guitar photograph and you were painting, you know, you're know, you very successful in finance. And so right. that's a huge seller for someone who has dated people with dead end jobs and can't keep a job.
1: Yeah.
0: I just really felt like you needed to be the best version of yourself, put that out there. And that would be the the game changer for you. And it was.
1: Yeah. So right after we did that, I had joined a couple of different sites at that point. And I immediately started noticing a lot more interest in my profile, in me personally. But for me, it's kind of like, as I've gone through the experience of online dating, and the thing I've learned is like, you also need to go into online dating. Just be honest with yourself about what you're looking for.
0: Right. Well, I admire you for telling people that because... I think seventy to eighty percent of people who are online dating they want something serious. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe you need to take a sabbatical. (laughs) Like, I'm just kidding. And I think
1: I think we look. We all want something serious at the end of the day. But it's funny. It you know I think about dating in your twenties, and maybe it's because it's like before you have kids, or it just seemed like the pace of life was slower. But when you're dating in your twenties, like. You would go out, you'd have drinks, you'd see the person a couple times again, you'd go away for them, you'd go away for the weekend. It just seems like the pace of things was slower. Yeah. And now because every new relationship is is one swipe away, right? it seems like the cycle is so much faster. It's like, all right, like either we're gonna be a couple, like 100% committed after two or three dates, or I'm just going to block you and like literally just move on to the next person.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a so, little crazy. And
1: I, I've heard that from women, too, because I've talked to a couple of women who I've talked to on Bumble. And, um, you know, we've kept in touch a little bit, like maybe a couple months down the road. If it, um, I'd say, hey, how are things going? And this woman I talked to, she's like, well, it's going well, but I'm not sure he's the right guy. And I just feel like we're one swipe away from just like finding someone else and just falling apart, you know? So th- there's that added sense of like urgency. Or yeah, there's pressure. an added
0: sense of urgency, and you know, I was talking to one of my friends last night who's she's a millennial, and the younger kids are still going out to bars, and you know, some of it is they're younger and they feel that they that this virus can can affect younger people and they're untouchable, so. Uh, I know that's been enraging to a lot of people because the general consensus is stay home, um, but she told me that in the past few days with this national emergency, the desperation level her bumble account has been blowing up yeah so that's been interesting to see um,
1: so I'll tell you what I've seen, so this is just you know my anecdotes from the last couple of days, which is um as we got into the weekend i'm thinking like i need to get out this weekend like i i'm not gonna sit home alone and do nothing like like i'm a social person and i think we all are in different ways so it was just so great to get out and i'm like i'm like man i would just love to like you know just to connect with person. someone yeah yeah so there was a woman who had reached out to me probably friday she's like hey what are you doing tomorrow night i'm like i'm free i'm you know, um, she, she actually said to me, she's like, Hey, do you want to have dinner? I'm like, absolutely. Let's go out. We'll go out in the seaport. So I was kind of looking forward to it. I was like, I'm psyched. This will be fun. I, you know, I don't, I had no real expectations of it. And then she texted me in the afternoon. She's like, Hey, listen, I'm stuck down the Cape. I, I'm here visiting my mom. She's, she needs, you know, I need to attend to her. And she's worried about, um, the potential for a lockdown in the state of Massachusetts. There's a lot of information and rumors and maybe some misinformation so she canceled our date but i understood who knows i may hear from her again i I may not but i'm kind of like you know what i i respect the concept of social distancing and i don't want to be irresponsible because it's saint patrick's day weekend which normally would be huge in boston right normally it'd be a 40 dollar cover and a two-hour wait to get in and it was neither of those things right yeah people are just kind of figuring out like okay what do i do with myself yeah what do we do what do we do and I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I think, I think that's what we're all trying to figure out.
0: We will come back to this discussion, but right now we're going to break for my Tinder tips. And now, this week's Tinder tips. Number one, do your best not to panic. This too shall pass. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. Number two, don't give in to fear. Fear feeds what you don't want. Fear is a liar. Number three. On a date, when it comes time to place your drink order, tell the bartender you'll have a quarantini to break the ice. Everyone loves a laugh during trying times. Number four. Remember, there are plenty of fish in the sea. Lose your focus on that emotionally distant salmon with commitment issues that doesn't wash his hands. Number five. I always like to use what's happening in current events when texting a guy you like. When he asks you out on a date, respond with, sure, the travel ban won't stop me, I'll see you at eight. Number six, you could add in some fun, flirty one-liner on the date. Are you sheltering me in place or just happy to see me? Number seven, lead with confidence, your inner hotness. Trust that you're the object you will frequently want to touch. Eight, be kind. There's lots of people who are sick and very fearful. Everyone's struggle is different and deeply personal to them. Be extra kind to everyone. Number nine, check in on your single friends. People tend to suffer in silence and hide out when they are hurting and need support. Many single people self-quarantine when there is not a national emergency. Number 10, stay safe out there, friends. Welcome back to Shot at Love. Andrew, I think my listeners would like to know how difficult it is to connect with people in the digital age and how much harder it will be if we can't go to a Starbucks, a bar, a restaurant, or gym. I guess I'm trying to be mindful. I don't want to be... You know, I know this is a challenging time. I know our, it's our responsibility to stay home. I really stayed up all night last night worrying about how people would take this. Mm-hmm. But my listeners are single people who are isolated. And I'm trying to bring hope and positive messaging so that we know that this is not going to be forever. And yeah. let's keep these relationships going that we're texting on these dating sites?
1: So I think, you know, one of the things that I've found about dating sites in general, and I think it makes it even harder now is how do you define a relationship? I see the dating apps as like a portal to find a way to connect personally with other human beings. And I I see a lot of people um, pursuing like a texting relationship or or it's almost like this virtual relationship. And to me, I'm trying to get beyond that. Like I'm trying to get through that. Um, So, you know, I think one of the questions that you were asking me during the break is like how how do you how do you continue to date and see people in an environment where we have social distancing and quarantine? I mean, look, everyone has to do what they feel is right. And I certainly and completely fully agree that you have to follow responsible guidelines and listen to healthcare professionals and everything. But at the end of the day, Carrie, we're all human beings. And I truly and firmly believe that we all desire emotional, spiritual, intimate sexual connections in a partnership that is loving and playful and supportive and fun. And from my point of view, the only way to experience that is when you're physically with another person in the same room, sitting at the same table, sharing a drink, having a conversation, sharing a meal, um, and then seeing what that leads to. And look, that's scary on a good day, right? Because you're meeting essentially a complete stranger that you don't know anything about. You're self-conscious about how they're going to judge you. Um, What are they going to be like? Are you actually going to connect in person? Like that alone is fearful enough to get over that hurdle. But then you add in the element of like, Am I being irresponsible? Am I okay to meet this person in a public place? How can I meet them in a private place when I'm meeting a you know complete stranger? And it's enough for people to like just retreat into a ball. I don't want to be irresponsible or I certainly don't want to do anything that, that makes this pandemic crisis worse. But I firmly believe at the end of the day, there's no substitute for face-to-face human connection. And I think, um, you know, I think... When you when you sit across the table uh, and you you look in someone's eyes and you get a sense of their personality and and if you really connect I mean you can I think you can feel their energy and their spirit that's what's that is what attraction is all about right that spark that spark and I I think that the only way you truly know if that's there is when you meet someone in person
0: right I think you have a good attitude about that I feel like. You know, when I think about that winter that I was so isolated and I I didn't really watch TV, I spent a lot of time editing. I was really, you know, talking to myself in my home, losing it for sure. But these guys that I was t- texting on Tinder, even though I spent a, a large amount of time texting them and getting to know them and essentially, I guess, being a pen pal, it took away that temporary loneliness. So it wasn't lost. It got me better at texting. Mm -hmm. It got me better at understanding dating. Mm -hmm. I learned the mistakes I was making. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to fall down to get back up again. And it wasn't lost time by any means. I think about texting my boyfriend Scott. It took one month for him to ask me out. That never happened, <laughs> you know. Guys would be like, "Are you free tomorrow?" Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. I think during this time where things are more challenging, I think patience is a virtue. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you know we can't just stop pump- pumping the well. If it takes a month before we can see each other, well, let's spice it up. You know, let's try to make the best of it.
1: You know, so the other the other thing that I've perceived a little bit just in talking to some women online over the last couple of days is to me in a sense of um, look, we're in like uncharted territories. People are frightened. They're frightened for themselves, for their health, for their families, for their loved ones, for their, you know, um, financially, financially. Absolutely. It's a, there's a lot of unease in, in the world right now, but I, I think, it, to me, I, I think that also creates an opportunity to just like, just be yourself, just be yourself. You right. know? We don't have anything to lose. You don't have anything to lose. Like so many people are like, you know, I see a lot of profiles where like the pictures are so blurred and they use so many filters or, you know, they only show their face because they're not comfortable with their body. My feeling is like, just be your 100% authentic self. And so like, as I'm talking to women I'm not I'm not trying to put on any airs and I'm scared and I don't mind admitting that. So like rather than being like, Hey, how's your Saturday night going? I'm leading off with like, Hey, how are you? Are you okay? Or like, Hi, yeah. I'm naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just honestly just like hey, are you doing okay? Which is just like bring it back to that like level of humanity, right? Like just acknowledge like we're all we're basically all walking on on eggshells. And it does remind me of a little bit after 9/11 where the that, that, there's that enormous uncertainty in the world. And we saw that in Boston after the Boston Marathon bombing. Absolutely, I lived through it. You lived through it. We know a lot of people who are affected in different ways as I was. Um, I was a runner that day. I was on Boylston Street. Um, I saw a lot of things that I'll never forget. And those are really tough times for our city and our country. But look, we've gotten through tough times before, Carrie.
0: We'll get through it again. And we'll
1: get through it again.
0: Is That human connection and being kind and checking on your single friends and your neighbors and being strong and trying to be positive. And I think everybody is doing their very best. And so I can see the text messages on these dating sites being a little short and people taking things personally because they are on edge. So I would just say you know, lead with your heart and compassion first and give people, cut people a break right now.
1: And, and I would also say to me, again, bringing it back to a little bit what we were talking about in the, in, um, in the first uh, segment, which is that um, just be open and honest about what you're looking for. And if you're like, hey, I'm I'm going through a difficult time, like I just want um, someone that I can connect with and have an emotional, spiritual, maybe a sexual connection with. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, okay, I'm looking for my soulmate for the rest of my life maybe you'll find that person. But I think embracing the element of serendipity, like we all get so caught up in like, is this is this the one? Is she the one? Is he the one? Like, is this my boyfriend? Is this my girlfriend? Like, are we, you know, where do we take this? And um, I think part of what I'm finding is like, if you can be your authentic self. If it's supposed to work out, right, it will work out. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, there's a little bit of a sense of like, hey, like I'm I'm just looking for someone who I can have a genuine connection with, and um and to help make this really um, anxious, uneasy time a little bit less uncertain than crazy.
0: So it's almost like have no agenda, and take away the fear. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is you end up with a new single friend. You got to force yourself to go on, on dates, whether they're good or bad. Continue with the positivity. Continue putting yourself out there. Can you know c- continuing to hold your value, and know that if you put the work in on the dating app and you actually put yourself out there, over time it will happen.
1: I was looking forward to using the spring and the summer to um, to connecting with some running groups and like joining like a group yoga run class and you know just like meeting people in like group settings and all that stuff's been canceled now. So I know. it's like you know, normally you'd say like, oh, okay, I'll just find people who like to do the things I like to do and uh, and I'll, I'll just engage with those groups. And now it's like, that's literally all been canceled.
0: I know. So the fear has been amplified.
1: Yeah, because it's like, so it's much. almost like, it's almost like we've all gone home and it's like as a single person, you know, <laughs> it's crazy because you're, sit, you're sitting. Alone. Yeah, you're sitting in your house. I don't watch a lot of TV. I know you don't either. And I'm just kind of like I'm sitting in my house, surfing social media constantly. You know, and you can fucking spin out of control. You can spin pretty out of darn, pretty darn quick. You
0: can because you're just yeah.
1: And you're like, oh my god, it's I, not I just healthy. no. You're like, oh my god, I'm alone in my house and I'm looking at working remotely for the next six weeks, and we're, we all don't know what life's gonna bring.
0: We don't. So.
1: But to me, that's why like you gotta reach out you gotta reach out you I agree. gotta reach out
0: I agree, and I think I think we might have to be open to some you know FaceTime or Skype yeah. as a real alternative yeah
1: and I've seen that on some of the dating apps that I've been on. I noticed they've been pushing up, so it may not be right for everyone but i I noticed they're pushing like Sunday nights nine o'clock like login and like these short almost like speed dating like video, and I haven't tried it yet I guess I would at some point
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I think you have to be open-minded. If yeah. you're going to be yeah. completely closed-minded around how fast dating is changing and how fast the world is changing, you're going to be in trouble, mm-hmm. you know? So.
1: And the other thing is a lot of the public places where we would meet, I love live music. I would, I would normally go to shows. A lot of shows are canceled. Um, Broadway's canceled in New York. A lot of the restaurants here in Boston are, are shutting closed. down. Yeah. yeah. So then like, you almost get to the point of like, all right, where do I go? What do I do? So like as a guy... I would kind of go anywhere, or do anything. You know, I've heard from a lot of women who are like, um, I'm not going to go to some random guy's house that I don't right. know. And, and I, I wouldn't
0: recommend yeah. that. And
1: I completely respect that. But part of it, it's like, all right, do we like go for a walk in the park? It's do like, we do like an yeah, like, outdoor zoom? Yeah, like we, like we have like a picnic. Do? It's like, it's like 1950s style, right? It's like, <laughs> hey, I'm, let me pack you a picnic and let's meet <laughs> down by the river, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> even though it's freezing out it's still <laughs> I don't know. It's like, hey, do you like long walks on the beach and uh, you know, snuggling up by the fireplace? I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. it's
0: gonna be creative times. Totally. It will be interesting yeah. to watch.
1: It's like, hey, you wanna come over and play backgammon and uh, checkers, <laughs> you know? I I don't know. Is that is that like where we're going with this? I don't know. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for being a guest on Shot of Love today. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening to Shot at Love. I'm Carrie Brett and we'll see you next week.